next to a small village in Bosnia, there is what some believe is the world's oldest and largest pyramid. Sitting there forgotten for millennials until one man discovered them again. Or did he? Hi, hello and welcome to Digging Up Ancient Aliens. This is the podcast where we examine the TV show Ancient Aliens. Do the claim hold water to an archaeologist or are the better explanations out there? I'm your host Frederick and this is episode 20 and it's really nice to be, well, somewhat back after a little time off the air. I managed to lose my voice for a few days and I'm actually still recovering but it's getting better. This will be a bit different episode than we usually have due to vacations and a little bit to celebrate our 20th episode. I thought we would dive into what somewhat started this whole show. We will look deeper into the Bosnian pyramids. And I hear you. I know it's not really associated with ancient aliens, but... It builds a lot on the same ideas as Graham Hancock and his likes. And the creator of the Bosnian pyramids have also in the past at least claimed that there may be a connection between Mayans and spaceships. So we have a light ancient alien connection here. And I also feel it could be interesting to dig into one of the more recent claims that might have some archaeology tied to it actually to be honest we we have not seen too much archaeology in the last episodes of ancient aliens and remember that you as usual can find sources resources and reading suggestions on our website diggingupancientaliens.com there you will also find contact info if you notice any mistakes or have any suggestions and if you like the podcast i would really appreciate if you left one of those fancy five-star reviews that I heard so much about. Well, enough of me jammering. Let's see what the Bosnian pyramid is and why you would even want one. So where to start this story then? I believe it might be best to start a little bit with the creator of the legends, myth or claim whatever you want to call it. The claim is rather new in Scarecrow's. It does actually not stem from some Van Daniken, Stitchin or other 70s writer. The claim is actually from 2005 to be quite precise. Dreamt up by a Samir Osmanagit or Sam as he sometimes calls himself. Usually we tend to focus on the claim and not the person but in this case both of them are tied a lot together. If we know Osmanagits, we will be able to better understand the claims and how they came to be. So, Samir was born in 1960 in Senitsa, then part of Yugoslavia and today part of Bosnia and Herzegovina. He seems to have been part of a family with at least one older brother. Not much seems to be known about his siblings in this case. Samir's father. Maurice Osmanagitz 
had a doctorate in geology and seems to have worked as a professor. The university, I haven't really been able to find out which one, but it's not too important to the story. Samir in his biography want to stress that his father was the receiver of the Avenue Award or the Award of the Anti-Fascist Council of the People's Liberation of Yugoslavia. And this award was given to people or organization who had contributed to the development of Yugoslavia. Osman Nagitz received the award in 1982 and from the look of things it seems as the family lived a quite comfortable life. Semir went on to complete a bachelor in political science and Semir also claims to have a MA in international economics. But his studies are not yet over but we will return to the advanced degree later on in the story. So Samir went on to work after his studies and he went to, for its era and location, a quite large company called United Metal Industry of Sarajevo. He was there for some time and soon after he founded though his own import-export company. But a storm was brewing and in 1992 when the Bosnian war broke out, Samir fled and emigrated to the United States. Ending up in Houston, he came to work for an oil and gas company, where he became, after a few years, the general manager. Samir claims to have left the company due to unwillingness from the board to update the computer part in the company. And being told no was enough for Osmanagitz, and he handed in his resignation. In a later interview, he describes how he was down on his luck. Somehow, after being the GM for some time, that role usually comes with a quite salary, but he at least loaned money from friends and he maxed out all his credit cards to start a new business. Because the banks, they did not believe in him. They just wanted things like a three-year financial plans and other paperwork to be able to give him a loan. Those bastards. Samir is a man of, who does things, not plan things. Anyhow, he did went on to start a business called Metco Inc. And it seems to still be in business, so it's not doing too bad. And it's been going for, well, by now some 15 years plus. If it's something Samir seems to be able to do is to actually run a company properly. If he would have focused more on this, I would not really have any issues with Samir. But um, something you will learn about Samir Osmanagitz is that he loves recognition. And it seems as he tried more to become famous than anything else. And if you read about him on his web page and things like that, he does not really go into his claims. He rather tells you about the awards that he have, his titles, how much applause he got after lectures. And he seems to enjoy being famous. Nothing wrong with that per se, but it's a bit hard to become that in the finance industry. Samir knows how to run a company, good and proper, but from what I see, he is not going to make the Fortune 500 list anytime soon. And maybe it's because of this he went on into the pseudo-history and alternative science. Samir does not really get into how he came to be interested in this subject, but uh, before he created the Bosnian pyramids, he had actually written two books. 
One is called World of Maya, and he published that in 2004. In it, he talks about how advanced the Mayans were and that they might have originated from Atlantis. In the book, he talks about the extraterrestrial influence on the Mayan and... So again, we have the ancient aliens connection, and to be honest, the book isn't that great. And the claims is nothing that we haven't heard before, except that he claims in it there's a pictograph named Ek Shuan, or translated to Star Traveler, and it's supposed to look like a disc with three legs, so again, UFO. And I can't find this one, and to be honest, I think Semir mixes up the god Ek Shuai. Shuai? I'm sorry, my <laughs> Mayan isn't very good. A quite well-known god, though, and is the patron of cacao. In 2003, he released Alternativa Povies Tragovima Atlantide that contains claim that's not new to us, such as Hitler escaped to underworld Antarctica and fought Richard Byrd in 1946. We did talk about <laughs> these claims and other claims surrounding this Antarctica expedition back in episode 12 with Dr. Bill Farley. And there's a lot of other New Age claims, but nothing new or exciting for that matter. I did find it a little bit amusing that Osmanagitz wrote on one of his webpage for the books that, quote, the author has no illusion that he possesses knowledge. And of that, he adds that he basically just asking questions. But let's talk about the discovery that put Semir Osmanagitz in the limelight. Located in the Senitsa Doboy canton in Bosnia is a small village named Visoko. It's home to, four, to some 40,000 people and is 30 minutes by car or an hour by train from Sarajevo. Here lies the Visotia Hill, measuring some 213 meters. It towers over the nearby village. Looking at the hill from a specific angle and at a distance, you can see that two sides does look quite pyramid-shaped. There's two triangular sides that also seems to have a square base adding to this appearance. It's not hard to see how someone might look at this and go, wow, this somewhat looks like a pyramid. But these formations are not <laughs> too rare in nature. In, actually, in Colorado, you have the flat irons. And in Russia, near Vladivostok, there's two formations known as the Russian Twin Pyramids. An uh, interesting tie-in here to the show is that Philip Koppen believed that these hills were man-made pyramids. And Koppen, who did a lot of appearance of ancient aliens before he passed, was known to dabble in this type of, well, mysterious claims, we might call it. <laughs> but in 2005, Osmanagitz was in the village to promote his two books, and he noted the form of the well, pyramid, and upon looking at the compass, he determined that the sides line up with the cardinal points in a way that nature can't really produce. How does he know that? It seems kinda as he wants us to just accept this as is. A closer explanation is not really given by Osmanagitz. So this is basically the origin of the Bosnian pyramids. Visotia Hill, or the Pyramid of the Sun, as is known by its believer, it's just actually one of several pyramids in the valley. 
If you go to the other side of Visocha, you will find what Samir believes is the oldest pyramid, called Pyramid of the Moon. Please don't mix up these with the pyramid in with the same name in Tenochtitlan. But while on the other side of Visocha, make sure to not look back since it would disrupt the illusion of the pyramid. And the other hill claim to be pyramids doesn't really resemble pyramids at all, to be honest. And pyramids in Europe would be rather strange in general. Uh, Europe isn't really famous for its pyramid. We have a few examples um, to mention the Falcon Pyramid in France, built by different sized stone and resembled more a cairn than a pyramid. But some speculated that this would be some sort of shrine from Roman legionnaires in some sort of Egyptian cult. But more recent excavation seems to indicate that this French pyramid is probably or most likely built between 1803 and 1812. Most likely by soldiers returning from Napoleon's campaign in Egypt just a year before 1803 there. That didn't go too well for Napoleon, but that's a completely different story. Some older examples would be the Pyramid of Hellenikon, one of two in Greece that actually still stands. Then we have the Pyramid of Cestius, built between 18 to 12 BCE as the tomb for Gaius Cestius. The pyramid measures a whopping 125 Roman feet tall or roughly 39 meters, and a hundred Roman feet wide, or as we today would say, almost 30 meters. The Greek and Roman pyramids were actually new to me, and now I have a new reason to get back to Rome. But the Roman pyramids was created as a grave with a chamber, but the Greek ones were not actually entirely sure what the main purpose was for them. But all of these were built long after the Egyptian pyramid. And to be honest, Europeans were more into dolmens and tumuli than building pyramids. The necessary infrastructure was not really there in Europe until really late in history. And by then, fashion was not giant rummy please, grey markers. But with this little European pyramid history, how old are the pyramids? Samir has suggested different dates. He first claims that the pyramids was built by Illyrians who occupied the area, according to Osmanagids at least, between 12,000 BCE to 500 BCE. But recently, Samir moved the construction back, construction date back to 35,000 BCE, making it the largest and earliest construction of this type. But why this date? Well, Samir claims to have found a fossilized leaf somewhere in a tunnel beneath the pyramid. And, well, there's different ways to date a fossil. If it's young enough, you can do actually a C14 dating on it. And if it's older, then what's possible to date with the carbon-14 is that you use relative dating. The issue here is that we don't really know where it was found how he dated it, and if and how he calibrated the date. And this is something that comes up again and again with Samir Osmanagis' claims. The claims are not published in any type of journal 
no peer review or even you know a journal mill that published basically anything and the website isn't too much help either he spends more time on his health testimonies and the amount of visitors to his lectures and how many applause he gets after than providing any concrete information on the pyramids and i really did try to dig down in the information available and i tried in multiple language but there's not much and sometimes it even differs which not which doesn't make it a lot easier to be honest okay so the age is a bit unclear but they have excavated the site so there should be some solid proof of building blocks right yeah and if you ask samir there there is in fact the pyramids are built of on-site poured concrete in fact it's even better quality than what we can make today but again he does not cite or give any documents we can read he just mentioned a Institutes for Materials from Bosnia-Herzegovina. And if you read it in the Bosnian version on the site or the Serbian creation, it's just saying literally analysis made in Bosnia-Herzegovina. Prema analizama. But there's no institute in Bosnia-Herzegovina with this name. Okay, so what do other people have to say about this? An interesting thing I found was a quote from Robert Scotch. And that name might be familiar to you because he's a quite frequent flyer in ancient alien circles and not new to making strange mysterious claims scotch is supposed to have called the pyramids is completely straightforward and mundane and i mean if you can't convince dr scotch well what then the hill consists of what all the hills in the area consist of alternating layers of conglomerates no, not the companies, but the sedimentary type of rock, sandstone and clay. Nothing too fancy and the geologists in Bosnia are not really surprised with what Samir found or too impressed with his claims. So the dating is unclear. The building blocks doesn't really exist. Does Samir offer any other scientific evidence? He did in fact work with Dr. Amir Smalbegovic to study the valley with the help of thermal imaging. But Josmel Begovic claims that uh, thermal imaging, that with this thermal imaging he can detect pyramids with the help of emergia, or in layman's word, what point cools the fastest in the night and gets the hottest faster in the morning. Josmel Begovic does not state how this would affect only man-made structures, and on closer inspection, it seems as emerge affect all tall things, such as hilltops, mountains, and yes, it does include pyramids. So this claim is not really too great. Again, they have not really specified how this thermal emerge would only affect man-made structures. Samir also claims that there's tunnel beneath the pyramids connecting them. But again, these claims are just as mundane as anything else. There's tunnels, but they're... some of them are just natural caves. And was not mentioned that there's been an extensive mining in the area before. So he also have a lot of different mine shafts going around and videos that were circulating before at least came actually from a tunnel that were some three kilometers away from the pyramids. But in the video, it's 
said that this tunnel is in the pyramid. So again, he have a act for twisting the word sometimes. And the price location of many of these tunnels isn't really given. Osimanagitz also took in Henry Oldfield, who used a special camera that with the help of crystal is replacing colors in the pictures. This way the camera, or at least Henry Oldfield claims the camera can see what uh, psychics can see and detect in nature. But how this is true seems to be only known by Henry himself, and I feel that we doesn't really need to dwell into this claim until Henry have provided some more concrete evidence that the camera actually do what he claims it does. But Henry Olfi's explanation for why this is a pyramid is that it's the same energy collection and that it can be harvested this energy to make electricity, just as the pyramids all over the world. Not a new claim, but it doesn't make it truer, <laughs> to be honest. I doesn't really get this claim that the pyramids would be efficient generator. The stone isn't really that great as a conductor to start with. Anyway, okay, but what does the archaeological community have to say about all this? Well, already in 2006, the European Society of Archaeologists released the following statement. We, the undersigned professional archaeologists from all parts of Europe, wish to protest strongly at the continued support by the Bosnian authorities for the so-called Pyramid Project, being conducted on hills at and near Visoko. This scheme is a cruel hoax on an unsuspecting public and has no place in the world of genuine science. It's a waste of scarce resources that would be much better used in protecting the genuine archaeological heritage and is diverting attention from pressing problems that affecting professional archaeologists in Bosnia-Herzegovina on a daily basis. So that's quite strong word from the professional community, but reading the Bosnian media would really give you another picture. In fact, there were few reporters and media outlets who even dared to critically report on the pyramid. To criticize the monuments can lead to harassment and attempts to silence the critics. Silika Kujundic Vejagic, one of Balkan's most respected archaeologists, debated against Osmanagic and would after this, be called and described as an enemy of Bosnia by people on the trams, and she even gets a lot of threats by phone. And she describes that the same have happened to, among other staff and archaeologists um, active at, for example, University of Sarajevo, and even other places. It's around this time <laughs> where criticism being silenced. Semir Osmanagis start his PhD at the University of Sarajevo. Because if there's something you will learn about Semir when you read about him, is that he has a PhD and it's written everywhere. So you think he might have a doctorate in archaeology, anthropology, or maybe history. Well, you remember that political science degree we mentioned before? Yeah. He has a doctorate in political science. And by itself, that's nothing wrong. It's a good field. But the title of his dissertation is Non-Technological Civilizations of Mayan versus Modern Technological Civilization, which I 
guess you could fit into a political science thesis if you wanted to, but if you would read the abstract, it doesn't really give you any information about the aim of the research method or main result or even the conclusion of the paper. He spends more time defending how the thesis qualifies as a dissertation and that he in the end somehow will prove known history wrong. He doesn't mention how, why, or anything else, but <laughs> we doesn't really get any clear research questions or objectives anywhere in the paper. And the person Samir points out as a mentor is a sociology professor that learned later turned to teach criminology named Hijacic Repovac. So his mentor is nothing really associated with the field he's writing in. His dissertation doesn't really operate in the field it's supposed to do, but... Um, in his dissertation, Samir argues that scholars do not classify Mayan as a civilization, which is pure wrong. I'm not sure if he's mi mixing up empire with civilization, because I've not really encountered someone denying Mayan to be a civilization. But the question is if the Mayans would be able to classify as an empire, or at least in the European way we think about an empire where we go in, take over the land and write our own culture over the old one, which the Mayans didn't really do in that sense. That's why we, well, anyway, he also in the paper, not really sure how he get there because again, it's quite poorly written. He claims that the Maya culture is older than the Olmec and Zapotec. And that the crystal skulls are evidence of the advanced technology the Mayans had. And yes, he actually used the Michael Hedges skull, unknown hoax, to prove that his idea that the Mayan civilization is older than Olmecs is true. Yes, that would should have failed the dissertation. It's hard to understand how the dissertation was able to pass without thinking about well, the culture, how it might be, and the pressure from the government on the University of Sarajevo to let Semir Osman pass without any great fuss <laughs> about it. And to be frank, it doesn't really paint the University of Sarajevo in a particularly good light. You know, if a student would use the crystal skulls as evidence for Maya being also session, it should by default fail the thesis and at least letting them start over, or at least remove them from the paper. But again, Samir is not stupid. He is a great businessman and he should maybe focus more on that than being a scholar. Again, it seems as he enjoys more being the center of attention and being famous and hey, good for him. Is That's his deal. He is more than welcome to pursue it. But getting there by lying, that's not really nice. And in the past, to gain some extra credence, he have added scientists that has nothing to do with his project to somehow having leading roles in it. For example, Royce Richard is one of them. Another is Chris Mondegler. And the list can become longer. Sometimes the people and the connection to Osmanis project can be real, but he inflates the role. 
such as Dr. Ali Barakat, who was described as a pyramid expert sent out by Cairo to assist the project. Archaeology magazine did reach out to the Supreme Council for Antiquities in Egypt about this, and they they got a reply even from Dr. Sahi Havats, then the Ministry of State of Antiquities, who replied, The discoverer of the pyramid in Bosnia, Semir Osmanagic, who claims that a hill near the Bosnian river is a man-made structure built before the last ice age, is not a specialist on pyramids. His previous claims that the Maya are from the Pleiades and Atlantis should be enough for any educated reader. This pyramid is actually a sloping hill near a village. Mr. Barakat, the Egyptian geologist working with Mr. Osmanagic, knows nothing about Egyptian pyramids. He has not been sent by the SCA and we do not support or concur with his statements. But none of this that he have deceived, lied and invented things has not stopped the pyramid project to become a theme park in Visoko. The government has even given the Pyramid Foundation a lot of money to proceed with the project. And it sounds strange when the Natural Museum is searching for money to repair damages still left from the Bosnian War. And on the subject of the Bosnian War, it's maybe not too strange that uh, the village of Osoko has opened their arms towards Osmanagic. The town was hit hard during the war. Most of its industry was destroyed and the village never really recovered since. But Osmanagic's project and part have brought in tourists and money. I think we have some explanation for the success here. Due to the war, the poverty rate can be up to 20% in the countryside. And 50% of the Bosnian population is at risk of becoming poor. With Osmanagic's claims and parks, they can get more tourists and with it, of course, more money. And the monument have also become a symbol for the Bosniaks, naturalists who have their seat in Visoko. And they seek a monument as proof of the greatness of Bosnia and that what once was, was will come again. And we also noticed that when uh, they try to force people who criticize the project off trams and calling them uh, enemy of Bosnia. So this is the story of the pyramid in Bosnia. Are the pyramids real? No, it seems to have been invented by one man and sold to a war-torn nation desperate for a monument of greatness. Well, next time we should be back with normal episodes as usual. And I hope all of you have had a great summer and that you managed to get some time off or holidays too. Remember to leave a positive review anywhere you can, such as iTunes, Spotify or to your friend at the trench. I would also recommend you to visit diggingupancientaliens.com to find some more info about me and the podcast. You can also find me on most social sites and if you have comments, corrections, suggestions or you want to write an email in all caps, you can find my contact info on the website. 
On the website, you will also find all the sources and resources used to create this podcast. And you will also, most of the time at least, find further reading suggestions if you want to learn more about the subjects we bring up. The intro music was created by Alexander Nakarada, and our outro is by the band called Trollsgroove, who sings their song Tinfoil Hat. Links to both of these artists will be found in the show notes. Until next time, keep shouting that science. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode. Remember that we have a subscription going on. You can become a patron or other subscriber for as little as $2.50 per episode. Go to diggingupancientaliens.com support. That is, go to diggingupancientaliens.com support to read more information and sign up right there. 